Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. And we're back. We are officially back. It's good to be with you, Josh. It's been a while. We took a handful of weeks off there. I almost died. So there was that. Uh, (laughs) Not not really, but kind of. (laughs) It spends some time in the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) To me, it sounded like you were on the verge. Like it was close. And when I prayed for you, I I was... Yeah, I was specifically praying. When I like, left Josh, to the hospital. God, don't let Josh. Die. I had the thoughts in my head of like, what do I, what do I need to do in here, my house before I leave, just in case I do die, and like, <laughs> they need to sort things out. <laughs> uh, did like, you we did, uh, definitely went through that? Was your was your parking lot nap on the way to the hospital? Um, <laughs> no, my parking lot nap I think was a couple days before that. Oh, uh, I don't man. remember when my parking lot nap happened. So, like, Such I wasn't getting enough oxygen, people. So, <laughs> does some weird things to your body when you don't get oxygen. One, not sleeping. Two, um, <laughs> right. because it was, no, I'd never tested positive for COVID. We're pretty sure it was some form of COVID. Um, <clears throat> right, right. And I ended up um, losing my taste buds and all that. So, I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping. <laughs> um, but I decided to drive because I was just going crazy in my house. And ended up in a parking lot somewhere and fell asleep oh, in my man. car, uh, dude. And slept great for like like two hours too. It wasn't like a short nap. <laughs> it's just so wacky. Uh, and that was like the first sleep I got for a while. And then oh, eventually, man. it was like I I think there's something seriously wrong. I should probably give up. <laughs> and I did. I'm not feeling great. <clears throat> right. Oxygen. It was, uh, it was awesome. Oh man, just like this is yeah, not normal behavior. Like the light, the f- light bulb starts no. flashing of like you were not acting no. right. No, dude. Uh, and the weirder part, I told you earlier, but the weirder part was I had like these weird when I was trying to sleep. I had yeah. like these weird puzzles that I'd have to work out <laughs> in my head to be allowed to sleep. Uh, I think it's probably like the one hundred three, one hundred four temperature that was doing oh, these things. Because that's what I've been told. But um, yeah, so you'd be like, oh, I wasn't laying in the right position. And the TV wasn't playing oh, the right thing, and the air wasn't moving right, <laughs> and I didn't do these things correctly, and that's why I wasn't sleeping. So, so how could you it. even sleep? But then you wake you up in the morning. Do... Yeah, I didn't sleep. Every fifteen minutes, I was waking <laughs> up. That's why I thought I was failing the puzzle. Couldn't figure it out. <clears throat> oh it not, man, it was Dude, not good. I had a dream like um, that. I had a super high fever one time, and I was using my mind. I was laying in bed with my eyes closed, but it was like I could see my room. And there's this stack of wood in the sky that I was using with my mind and like moving each piece of wood and building this boat. And every time I went to put the last piece of wood in, it would I like had to really force it in there. And then the whole boat would explode and I'd have to pick up all the lumber with my mind and put it all back together. And it just kept blowing up on the last piece. So for like hours, I couldn't fall asleep. And it like... Dude, it's the worst thing. That's it's crazy. terrible. Like so it frustrating and so weird. Uh-huh. And, and yeah, for real. I'm sorry. I'm yep. laughing. It's just like funny and, and there's wacky nothing to like and crazy. But I'm glad you're okay. It was. That's all. Me too. It was like I think we did the math earlier. It's like four weeks. I was down and out. Uh, it was a long yeah. time. And yeah. with the COVID thing, like you go through it all and you think you're getting better. And then if you're gonna get mm-hmm. bad, you get bad on like the eighth or ninth day. Uh, and yeah. that's what happened. But I was trying yeah. to figure out where I got it from. My dad asked me, where'd you think you got it? 
and I couldn't figure it out. Um, but I did go to uh, Mexican where you order by picture, which I call dirty Mexican, <laughs> but people find that offensive. I'm not calling the people that are dirty. I'm calling right. the restaurants are usually dirty. <clears throat> and the lady that gave my breakfast burrito that day, look, she looked bad. <laughs> she looked like she, uh, no offense to her, but she's having a rough day. And I was like, oh, I wonder man. if that's where I got it. I got I like- it from dirty Mexican. Did so, you get me sick you know, through I'm the back burrito window? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe I think maybe skip that place for a while. Because yeah. other than that, I couldn't remember couldn't remember interacting with anyone else, like face huh. to face. Weird. Other than her. And it was like she was still distant, like at least four feet away. Like you're in a drive through. Right. Um so she might have given it to me. I should go check on her and see if she your burrito. Did. Um <laughs> You should call oh, yeah. him up Maybe and be like, the counter. It wasn't even her. Up. It was probably the dude that made my burrito in the back. Hey, like, <clears> were <throat> your people sneezing a lot four weeks ago when I yeah. ordered my burrito? Because you guys get hit with COVID. <laughs> so I'm pretty <laughs> sure you hit me with COVID, uh, yeah. dude. It was, uh, it was, it wasn't fun. Yeah, that was for sure. Or yeah. I got it from you from our Zoom call. Yeah, that could have yeah. been the other. Which, Dude, I didn't know when we last recorded, but I mean, it seems possible that I spread it. Like we're talking in microphones that are connected through the internet. I think so. so. And we're not, we're not masking, you know, like maybe we should. I don't know if that's like a, if that's like a record case and we should like tell somebody or um, if it's pretty common, like that's how a lot of people get it is through their zoom meetings. That yeah. might be it too. Mike to Mike, thousands of sure. miles away. Dude, it's possible. It's totally possible. Um, I think it is. I think that might have that might have been what it was. That might have been it. Some just they're painting our houses right now, and some dude just ran across the roof. Um, what? <clears throat> that was a little terrifying. He was seeing me earlier. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's having a good time. Like, open the lines. He's like, yeah. If you start singing it again, I should be like, open it really quick. Just wave at it. <laughs> Uh, oh man oh, yeah dude so um i'm yeah. glad you're okay yeah. so we're How, f- uh, me too. Uh, wait i was gonna ask i i know we have a slightly short one but and i know you probably ran out of shows to watch but did you discover any great show i've heard a lot of good things about ted lasso but i haven't watched that yet um what was uh, like the I've best entertainment yeah um i don't I don't think there was any, I think that was probably the most frustrating part was just I couldn't no, find anything to watch. Yeah. And like, ah, you were just like stuck, not doing yeah. anything, laying in bed. Uh, so lame. I did watch, I own a bunch of TV shows on like iTunes. So I went mm-hmm. back through, um, what's the name of that show? The Middle. Did you ever watch The Middle? Oh, it's yeah. Like some yeah, yeah. family in Indiana uh-huh. or something like that. Yeah. So I went through that, which is pretty good, but it's also really frustrating because this is one jacked up family um, and they frustrate me to watch really not again. Um, I did that West Wing, of course, because like West Wing. Oh, my yeah. Go-to. You got to go West Wing. I was um, thinking I need to restart the West Wing. It's been a long time. And just last night I was like, I yeah, it might West be time Wing. to watch the West Wing again. Yeah. I've probably watched the West Wing through all the seasons. Mm, two dozen times easy wow dang like I've that's watched impressive the West Wing a lot uh, which is impressive. weird and i usually watch it like when i'm falling asleep kind of thing uh and i just watched an episode or part of an episode that i've never seen before i don't remember ever seeing before 
What? And I, was like, I don't remember this being in the storyline. And I know the storyline. Like, I know all the characters. Uh, I Dude. love the West Wing. Now, <clears throat> it's funny now when you watch it because the West Wing was on like late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's like seven seasons, something like that. Um, yeah, quite and a few. Like, it follows it follows a democratic democrat president right like it's his mm-hmm. so their their policies are liberal but it's funny to hear what they say now things like we would never do that or we we would never to see how far <clears throat> they've come today right. where how far left the left yeah. is uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> which is kind of nuts we're like man what happened you were like it's true like these guys would be moderates that have one of the things that happen in the West Wing are moderates. Right. Um, which is kind right. of nuts compared to what's going on today. But we won't get we won't get political. Uh, it's just funny to me. I say that to say this. Even if even if you are conservative, I'm a conservative. Uh West Wing's still a great show. Yeah. It is a great politics. show. It is. I watched that I I think I've only watched through once fully, and then I've watched like a few episodes after that, but I really liked it. Um, we watched yeah. it in like 2015 in the like couple months leading up to the presidential election where Trump got elected just because okay. everything was okay. so nuts that we were like, Oh, like here's a political show. That's not actually like crazy on the same level of like actual yeah. reality was at the time. Yeah. Cause there's other political shows that are nuts. Like yeah. House yeah, of yeah. Cards. Yeah, um, no. Netflix. I watched all that. West well, I watched most like of it. That. Got freaking weird, weird. Yeah, um, yeah. There's yeah. another show too. Oh, uh, Madam, Madam Secretary, is yeah. okay. That's I've never watched that. I've heard uh, about it. I think she's a Secretary of State, maybe. Yeah. Um, and then uh, yeah. there's another show I was watching. Oh, um, Designated Survivor with the dude Ooh. from Twenty Four. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. Where he's like the the secretary like of interior or something <laughs> crazy. And then they blow up everybody and he becomes president. Uh, it's kind of like a storyline, but <clears throat> that so nuts. Oh, and scandal yeah. scandals. Another <laughs> one. That's pretty good. That's political. But yeah. I like political shows. Yeah. Why not? I'm a fan. Why not? Dude. But um, I'm a fan of the West. Wing. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Me too. I was just, I was trying to think of a good transition and I got nothing. I got nothing. (laughs) Uh, Well, don't put your hope in the government. Put your hope in Jesus. Uh, That's right. Let's talk about the hope study. The hope study. Dude, I don't know. This is the last week of the hope study. It is. And I'm, I know there's eight weeks in it, um, but we've done more than eight episodes because we revisited a few topics twice. So this might be our 10th. That's true episode of the hope study that sounds about right but i'm feeling hopeful as we come into this conversation and uh yeah man um it's good to be feeling hopeful you know like there's there's enough craziness in life and enough demands on on time and just things to think about or worry about or you know maybe dying from COVID or some COVID like sickness um there's a lot of things in life that can be not filled with hope so it's a good thing to have hope, you know. It's a good thing to be like, yeah, That's true. No matter what happens today, I'm good. Like I'm filled with hope at at what's to come, um, and not just like that. You know, if I die today, I'm going to be in heaven, which I do believe that. Um, but hope that like I'm on the right path. Like, well, I'm it depends on your the right theology. God and, yeah, like, yeah. For you, that. it makes you like a blink of an eye, um, but you might be yeah. sitting there until Jesus does return. 
before well, your body is actually taken to heaven. You know, so there's in Jesus's words, I'll be questions. in paradise. You can be in paradise. Um, whatever that it's is, true. you know, and I know there's people who are like, oh, that's Abraham's bosom, which is a weird thing. Um, what? But, yeah. I've never heard that statement before. Yeah. Yeah. Abraham's bosom. Yep. Google it. It's like there's purgatory and there's Abraham's bosom. And it's like, if you're going to hell, huh. you are no, not purgatory. Hades. There's, there's, this is like a theological belief that, that heaven is the Jew- is a Jewish belief. I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure, but it's that heaven and hell. Jews aren't don't yet. believe in a, in a hell, but proper okay. hell like Christians do. Okay. Well, <clears throat> basically, there's a. I think it's a Christian theology that some people prescribe to. Where I'll have to look um, this up. yeah, I'll and I'll try to send you something on it. But I remember learning it in theology uh, in college. But there's like one immediately after you die, you either go to Hades, where you're going to be judged and ultimately be in hell. Um, and it's not so comfortable, not so good. Or you go to Abraham's bosom, which is like the waiting gate, waiting place that like Jesus described as you'll be with me in paradise um, today uh, to the thief on the cross. Uh, that's like pre-heaven, basically. Like you're going to be there huh. until judgment happens and heaven is, is the new heaven is created and hell is created as well. So I don't know, but Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise to the thief. And even if it just feels like today, you know, um, I believe I'd be, I'd be in paradise. Um, Cause I don't know, man. So, so there's that level of hope of like, there's something to come, but there's, there's just the hope of like living everyday life. Like, yeah, I'm following actual God. Like I'm following. Uh, yeah. I'm dedicating my life to the right things, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to live the right way and I'm following the right God. So there's hope in that, even if there's craziness in your day. Yeah. I think there's an underlying, there is an underlying theme of the hope study of where it's trying to get you to in terms of like, can you, can we help you learn how to have hope regardless of the circumstances of your life? Like, can you still function? Um, in a place of of joy and, and a place of hope that that Jesus is still on His throne, Jesus is still in control, regardless if life is turning out the way that you wanted it to. Um, and I think this is a hard it's a hard lesson for us all to learn um, as Christians because it's you know it's more of Jesus, less of us, right? Like mm-hmm. it's that that dichotomy that we we fight against um, in our lives. <clears throat> um, but the better we get at it, of like no, like Jesus' ways are better. Whether this is you know, whether this sucks, whatever I'm going through right now or not, like, um, Jesus can turn all, all, all things to, to, you know, for the good of those who love him. Um, so he can turn this around. Um, maybe now he's not going to turn around the way that you thought he did or want, you know, or the way you want him to, um, but it is going to be for your best. Um, and it's just that trust game of, can I trust Jesus? Even though everything seems to be hard falling around, you know, falling apart around mm-hmm. me, can I still hold on to the fact that Jesus is still Jesus and I get to be in relationship with him? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And that's, that is a place of hope, you know? Um, and ironically, as we were talking about, or as we were, uh, as I was thinking about like, what do we start with today? Um, and, and we're going to call it something like homesick symptoms or, um, or sticky hope or something like that. You know, this idea of, of not letting your kind of 
change and and life change being dedicated to God being something that's momentary, but like making it a long-term yeah. change and having long-term hope um, and growth in the relation in your relationship with God. Um, the thing I thought of, I, I had to Google it, but I Googled the um, verse. I said, as dog, as a dog returns to its vomit Bible verse, you know, and Googled it. And it's actually um, Proverbs 26, 11. It's talking about sin. And it says, like a dog that returns to its vomit is a fool who repeats his folly. And um, yeah, man, I there's more to it than this, I'm sure. But at a base level, I think once God has kind of led us down a path uh, and, and exposed us to real hope found in, in Jesus and living in the way that Jesus lived, um, and freeing us of of sin and the the things of our life before meeting Jesus, um, I think it is kind of like us turning back to us being like dogs turning back to vomit, you know, like going back to something that we know is not good for us, something that we know is not as good as what we had before we turned back to it. Um, yeah. And it takes intentionality to do that. You know, it takes an intentionality to foster real relationship with the Lord and to, to live into a place of hope. Um, but it also takes intentionality to be like, uh, I just want to go back to the way things were because it was easier then, or I didn't mm-hmm. have to worry about this or my conscience wasn't, mm-hmm. wasn't pushing me to these things or I didn't have to serve all these mm-hmm. people or care about these relationships as much or I'd rather Mm -hmm. just think about me, (laughs) you know, like all of those things. Um, Yeah. So it's kind of like the human condition. A dog will go back to its vomit and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Go ahead. It's the human condition in the sense of like, we, we as humans go back to what we're comfortable with and what we know. It's like, um, and I don't mean to make light of this, but like a a woman in an abusive relationship um, and, you know, she gets out of it, but ends up going back to it. And everyone's like, what, like, what are you doing? This is crazy. Um, but it, the reality is like, it's what she knows. Like hmm. she goes like human conditions. We go back to what we know, whether it's good hmm. or bad for us, it's what we know. So we're comfortable with it and we want to be comfortable. Yeah. Um, and it's the same thing here. Like we can, we can fight through all these things. You know, we can, um, you know, understand you know the grace that that's found in the gospel that changes everything about our lives we can understand who god really is rather than you know the faulty views that that we place on god um, we can yeah. dig into and, and recognize that this jesus life is really about being in relationship with jesus um, fostering relationship with jesus that's our piece to the puzzle is to foster relationship with jesus and let Jesus controlled the sanctification process. Yeah. Uh, we can emerge from the foxhole in terms of, you know, you're no longer in the same battle. Like you have new skills, you have new access to powers that you didn't have before as a follower of Jesus. Uh, learning how to trust others and being relationship with one another um, to, to iron sharpen iron and for us to be, you know, who, everything God's called us to be and allowing other people to play a role in that um, as, as Jesus designed it. <clears throat> And then we have, you know, shame, you know, how do we fight shame? Like we can, we can conquer all of these things or become experts at all of these things, but you're always going to have that temptation to go back to what you, what you used to know, right? Yeah. Like go back to the things that seem easier. Um, go back to the things that even, even if they're not even easier, you know, they're harmful for you, but they're familiar. Um, and familiar is always better 
you know, for as we look at it, always feels better than than digging into, um, <clears throat> excuse me, than you know digging into the new and letting the new become the normal. Um, so I think there's always going to be that tension for us, no matter what it is. Like whether it's you're trying to restore hope in your life, or you're trying um, to to walk with Jesus to conquer a certain sin, or um, yeah. you're trying to better yourself in a certain way. Like there's growing pains and there's stretching pains, and even to some extent there's mourning um, that's going to happen because the old is gone and the new has come, and you're going to mourn the old, and that's okay to mourn the old. Um, it's okay to process that and have the emotion around it of like, yeah, I've lost something that felt comfortable to me, that seemed easier to me, um, but I'm trusting that what Jesus has yeah. for me is better, and I'm going to lean into that. Um, I think that's all normal too. I think I think in society in general, we don't mourn well. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think we do. We usually just move on and act like something didn't happen. <laughs> like. You said you don't think we mourn well, right? Or, or did I mishear you? Yeah. Like, no, dude, I, I don't I don't think we mourn well at all. And I'd love to hear why you said that or, or a little more of what you think behind that. But yeah, we typically just move on and we're like, well, another day, mm-hmm. another dollar, another thousand things to do. Like, let's go. You know, like no time to think well, about think, whatever happened. It's just let's go. Well, I think emotion's scary to us, right? Like, especially mm-hmm. sad emotion. Um, yeah. Like, for me, anger is an emotion that I, I'm 100% comfortable with. <laughs> I have no problem yeah. showing anger. Um, but, like, showing sadness or showing vulnerability in that sadness um, because you've lost something that matters to you, um, that you cared about, whether it was relationships or whether it was a, a way of life or whether it was a passion that you had, whatever. It could have been a thousand different things. Right. Um, I think all too often we do what you just said. Like, we just stuff it down. Yeah. Uh, because it's easier not to think about it or feel it. Um, but the reality is like, if we're not dealing with it, it's still around. Like it's still going to show its its head from time yeah. to time. Um, and often in places you didn't expect, right? It's like the whole thing of like, when we, uh, <clears throat> you shove all your certain emotions about whatever down and down and down. Um, and then, you know, maybe it's a, a, a relationship. So, you know, you're, you're having all these frustrations with this friendship or with this, with your spouse or with a, a sibling, um, it's just you're you're pissed off and angry, or you feel hurt and and taken advantage of, and you just shove all that down and just act like it doesn't exist. And then all of a sudden, in a different relationship, you're lashing out and like tearing somebody apart with your words um, mm-hmm. because and they didn't deserve it. Like it's just it's a burst that kind of came out of a different side yeah. of you because you didn't deal with the crap you know, originally. And I think too, like this is where it's important for us to dig into relationship with Jesus, like. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I'm uh, still getting over being sick, so my voice is is a little shot. But um, you know, as as we foster relationship with Jesus, and He leads that sanctification process. Like I think these are a lot of the things He's going to bring up in you. At least He does. This is what He does with me. Like these are the types of things that He's. You know, what about this or what about that or how did you feel about this? Um, like those are things you should be talking out with Jesus, talking out with those that love Jesus and love you in that order. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, because you got to get those things off your chest and it's okay to be sad. Even if it's stupid things, maybe it's something dumb and you're like, I don't yeah. want people to think that I was hurt over this. Like, you know, I've, I felt that before. Uh, yeah. but like you gotta, you gotta mourn it, like recognize that. Yeah, it is sad. It, you lost those things, whatever those things may be. 
Um, you know, it's not going to be the same moving forward, um, but that's okay. Jesus is still Jesus. He's going to work all things out for those who love him. Um, and we just trust that. <clears throat> Um, and yeah. lean into that, but you got to feel it. You got to feel the emotion of it. Like, so it's, mm-hmm. this is how I feel Jesus, or this is the things that I'm thinking of, or here's the fears yeah. that are getting brought up when I think about whatever yeah. it happens to be that what you lost. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can mourn it. <clears throat> yeah. Let the emotion come, whatever that emotion may be. It may be yeah. a single tear, maybe lots of tears. <laughs> it may be no tears at all. It may just be like, I feel it. Like I was sad. I wish it was different. I feel sad, but I accept where I'm at Mm -hmm. and I'm moving on. And you may get one tear later, you know, like tears happen sometimes for me. Tears happen. We, uh, we killed a dog commercials. (laughs) What? Like you had to put a dog down. What do you mean? I like to just throw that out there. I just like to throw it out there. I was waiting to see how long it took you to catch it. it No. So my mom and I went to go visit. My nephew, who was born, this was like, shoot, my nephew is like, how old is he? He got to be 17 or 18 now. So it was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and my mom just got a brand new dog. We called her Maggie because of the Simpsons. My brother wanted to call her Maggie. Um, and it was a nice 60 degree day in California. So we're like, we'll just run in real quick. Oh, no. Uh, we'll leave the dog in the car. Oh, and we'll, no. We'll run out and check on her. So the dog was in the car for like maybe. 15 minutes if that oh no um but apparently dog had some issues because that dog uh must have had a heart attack the second we walked away because it was it was like hard as a rock when we came back oh my gosh <clears throat> Dude. but you go into for me my mom is like lost it at this point understandably <laughs> so uh, but like for me like, you gotta you gotta deal with it so you like you just turn it on and yeah. you take care of the what you need to do with the animal and take it to the thing and um, right. do all those things and then we're driving because we went to California with the dog uh, to see my nephew. So we're driving back to Phoenix now. And like we stopped at a gas station probably two or three hours later. And I just lost it. Oh. Like that was my moment of like, okay, game's oh, over. Man. Adrenaline's gone. Yeah. There's all the emotion of it that I think we killed that dog, mother. <laughs> oh, no. And we laugh about it now. We we didn't kill the dog. Like it had a heart attack or something, right. something crazy. Right. Um, it would have been still terrible. Like, yeah. <clears throat> It's a so horrible, horrible thing. Horrible yeah. experience. Yeah. Um, but like, you got to let that emotion out. I could have just been like tough, <clears throat> you know, right. macho. Don't have to think about anything and just move on. Um, right. But yeah, it was a, uh, it was uh, my mom got another dog. Exactly the same. We called her Maggie too. Uh, Maggie too <laughs> oh. lived for like, well, my brother called her butthole, but, um, <laughs> and she responded to it. Couldn't tell you why. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Uh, and she she recently they just put her down like within the oh, last man. year. Wow. Uh, so she, so she had a good long life. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I used to call her bitch face. <clears throat> she's like she was one of those. That, like <laughs> she's just a mean little dog. Like, <laughs> oh, my mom man. had another dog. <laughs> oh wait, no, Maggie. Did Maggie die? Maggie too. I, yeah, you they mean? put Maggie down recently. So they Maggie used to have too. Lucy. Yeah, Maggie too. They used to have Lucy, which was the same type of dog. Right. She was more like a softball chick. No offense to the softball chicks out there, but you're you're a little bit more broad, <laughs> typically. <laughs> um, and that was that was that was Lucy. Lucy, little broad little girl <laughs> uh, that uh, looked like she's a football player. Oh uh, man! And she was Lucy. So yeah, bitch face and the softball <laughs> chick. Um, uh, they lived a long, long, long time. Oh man! Uh, well, you lose one. You lose one. You lose one in 15 minutes and you make the, the next two last, you know, 
Um, That's true. You know, and these <laughs> dogs, like, you got to pay for them. They're not like dogs you go to the pound and pay the 100 bucks. Right. Like, these are dogs. My mom dropped good money on. <laughs> like, I don't even. You, you think my mom would learn at some point? Because she did the same thing. She has another dog now. I just forgot that dog's name. I call her Sausage because she's pretty much just a sausage with tiny little legs walking around. Uh, for the life of me, I cannot remember her name. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, but she like had to like fly out to Texas to go get her. And she's supposed to be like this cute, a little adorable dog that my mom could carry around in her purse kind of thing. Oh, no. um, and she's pretty ugly. She's like gray. <laughs> she's really old. Uh, and my mom brought her home and, she, and the dog fell in love with the other dog instead of my mother. So the other dog was her best friend than my mom. And my mom kind of was like, what the heck? But oh, I don't know. Man. Maybe we'll get another dog after this. That's so hilarious, have a lot man. of dogs. Dog, dog yeah. problems. Yeah. <clears throat> I think before we move on, I think dogs from the pound are the best because they just like, you know, they've lost something in their life. So they're like, I'm going to make sure that I love my next owner. I always really wonder. Well. <laughs> I, always, yeah. I, I always wonder with mm-hmm. Jack, like what was your life before? Because he has a scar on his face and like the black stuff around his eye on one of his eyes is like all gone. Um, yeah. So something, something bad happened to him at some point. Um, yeah. But there's definitely days that I was like, I should take him back to the pound. <laughs> he's he's been enough. Like I can't do this he's anymore. a nice dog. I like Jack. I like Jack. I and that's saying that. something because he's, he's a small dog, around. and I normally don't like them. He's um, a tiny dog. Yeah, he's gained yeah. some weight, so he's like sixteen pounds, seventeen pounds now. Sixteen, um, nice compared to what he was. But he's a nice. he's a little dog. He's got short man syndrome. He doesn't mm-hmm. like other little dogs, but he does like other mm-hmm. big dogs, and mm-hmm. he wants them to chase him, and he wants to be like he's one of them, um, but he's not, and. Typically, when you go to the dog park, they're annoyed by him. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. That, he's like that kid. It's like the kid you don't want. You're like, I don't want the annoying kid. I want the kid so that's just loud and really can sense when you don't want to hang out with him. Yeah. He's that guy. He's that guy. Dude, that was a great, right uh, that was a great rabbit trail. Um, I don't know. I, <laughs> you know got I, I don't even know. Um, but Maggie one, Maggie two, softball chick, sausage. Jack. Ah, so funny. Oh man. Yeah. Um yeah, dude, Jack I don't doesn't know. have a, I don't know. Uh, a nickname. He should I should come up with a nickname for Jack. He needs to go to the grocery. Yeah. That's what he does need to do. He has this yeah. bad habit of rolling around in other ducks' poop. Oh uh, that's the worst. I have no idea why. I don't know. <sighs> I don't know if he's like trying to be a part of the crew. So <laughs> what he's trying to do. Uh, so but bad. he was at my parents' house for like two and a half weeks. And he rolled a lot of poo. He was like brown when I picked him up. Uh, yeah. But I don't know what his issue is. He's got some issues. Yeah. He needs to go to the groomer. He needs to look nice again. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Andrew, what well, have you found in your life, whether it's one of the things we talked about or something else, um, that helps you keep hope in Jesus? Specifically? <laughs> if I want to hope to have a good day and I've rolled in poop, I got to start with the shower. That's that's a 101 basic. That's fair. Like, it's got to happen. Got to get fair. smelling at least decent. New, good or neutral is much better than poop. Um, so that's a start. That's like a baseline. But aside from that, and maybe more, more serious, um, for me, man, uh, like it's it's important that I 
take some time and and read the Bible or listen to the Bible frequently. Um, I think recently the thing that has been more important for me is like spending some time quietly praying. Actually, I say quietly praying, not even quietly. I often pray out loud. Um, and it might not be like shouting words, but taking some time and actually praying. Um, and I like, I prefer to do it with actual words instead of like in my head because, um, then I can focus, you know, like I, I got to focus on what I'm saying. You know, I can't be saying one thing and thinking about six others. Um, if I force myself to actually pause, like when you were sick, I, I literally, I prayed for you multiple times. And like I told you, and I was just, some of it was like, God, just don't let Josh die. Like heal him, you know, take care of him, give them, give him whatever he needs to heal him, you know, but taking a minute frequently to do that, um, matters a lot. And I actually, I have a little alarm that goes off every day at, at six 30 in the morning. It just says pray. It's nothing, nothing crazy, but it's just a reminder of like, Hey, start your day with some time praying over the day, praying over the people in your life, over your work, like whatever comes to mind, but spend time with God. So between that and actually reading the Bible or listening to the Bible, um, those are a couple of like the the baseline things that like keep me actually thinking about maybe higher things or keep me focused on like the truth that uh, is is contained in the Bible or the or the things that the Holy Spirit wants to speak into me or into my day. Um, yeah, man, those are they're not it's not rocket science, you know, but like simple commitment to prayer and time reading the Bible really matters, um, or just time with the Lord. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. What about you? Anything to add of like the basic, not even the basic, just like your normal things that you do that, that fill you kind of with hope or, or keep you focused on your relationship with the Lord? Yeah. Spending, spending time fostering relationship with Jesus is definitely up there. And I think the second thing for me is, is being in relationship with with other Jesus followers yeah, um, and being intentional yeah. in those relationships. Um, I think oftentimes when you're not feeling the most hopeful, um, you can kind of um, play off of their hope as, as they're walking with hope. I think all too often what ends up happening is we end up, when we get to those weird places, we end up actually pulling away from community rather than mm. diving deeper into community, embracing it. Um, we end up, you know, pulling away and, and separating ourselves and um, segregating ourselves away from everybody else. And that's, that's mm. the opposite, right? That's the enemy winning in your life. Yeah. Just trying to get you away from people. And I know like <clears throat> bad things happen in lives. Things don't turn out how they, you thought they were going to money gets tight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people get sick, all these things that like, you don't know how to deal with. And the tendency is we're just going to pull back from all of it um, and just not do life with people. Um, and I think too, like family's important, family's great. Um, but there's something that when it's friendships, when they yeah. don't have to be in a relationship with you, um, because they're not blood or, or whatnot. Um, though I have a lot of family that's not blood. We have a big blended family, but, yeah. um, like th- there's something Choosing that I think is more relationship pa- with you. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's something more pa- impactful. Cause I think oftentimes we just, we, we, you know, we cut our friendships off, um, and we just focus in on family, 
um, too. And, and I think that's just as harmful. Like mm. you've got to find people that love Jesus and love you in that order and then be vulnerable where you're at. Um, I, th- I think that's hard for people as well. Like, yeah. um, you know, you don't want to share bad things happening in your life, especially if you feel like it was your fault of why it's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's exactly what, um, we need to be doing when things get hard or we feel like mm-hmm. we're losing hope. Um, like we got to dig into a relationship with community, with people. Um, yeah. and I think oftentimes we do the opposite of that. And, um, it, it's fine for a little while. You feel like it's working for a little while. And then all of a sudden, yeah. Things really get hard, and then you don't know what to do, and then you mm-hmm. start questioning whether or not Jesus even loves you. You know, like it doesn't even see me, but you've pulled so far away from His people. Um, you know yeah. that that yeah, you might He does love you. He's not gone anywhere, but it's not mm-hmm. going to feel the same because that tangible <clears throat> piece of it all isn't isn't around you anymore. Yeah. So I would say this: if you're ever in those in those seasons where it's getting hard, <clears throat> it's not turning out the way that you hoped, uh, make sure you are very intentional about digging back into relationship with, with, with your community around you, letting them know what's going on and not pulling away from them. Um, yeah. you know, I know a lot of people, um, when things get hard and you know, when things are hard in their life, they pull away. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we're in the process of planning a church and, um, you know, one of our values is, you know, we pursue the unconnected. Um, and that means, you know, those that are trying to pull away, we, we pursue them not to manipulate, to control, but to love them well and let them know that mm-hmm. we're here. Um, we, we, you know, they matter to us and we care about them and we want to make sure that they don't pull away and um, yeah. isolate themselves from community because it's, it's just going to get worse from there. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's so good. And, and that's such a good principle. And we all want that in a friend, right? Like we want somebody who's yeah. not going to let us just drift away quietly. Um, and, and act like, oh yeah, we're just not really hanging out anymore. We're not really friends anymore. It's like, no, like be the friend in people's lives who, who pursues, uh, more than expected, you know, more than, mm-hmm. more than the normal kind of, uh, pursuit looks like. Um, and yeah, when you, well, that's the when way you, it works yeah. too, right? Yeah. Like you, you've got to choose to be the pursuer, right? Mm-hmm. Like people should be valued. People should be cared yep. for. People should be pursued. Um, but you have to intentionally pursue people. It doesn't happen naturally. Um, right. And you can't take those principles and say, well, no one's pursuing me, so I'm not going to pursue them. Right. I mean, it's not like, when was it? Like the, your job is just to pursue them, like focus on that. Let's not worry about the right. rest of it. Right. Um, and I think oftentimes Absolutely. we forget that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, man. And um, it matters. Like, I don't know. Relationships with other people matter a lot. Friendships matter a lot. And mm-hmm. being a good friend uh, matters a lot, uh, I think, because, yeah, we've we've talked about it, but like life was not meant to be a solo sport, you know, like we're not supposed to mm-hmm. do this thing alone. Community is like really, mm-hmm. really important. And uh, I don't know. I think maybe in this moment, like our culture might realize that more than any time in the recent past with like a year of, you know, a year plus of a lot of people staying at home a lot of the time working from home, getting used to like zoom interactions and stuff like, man, um, I just had the chance to, to finally be with my team. Like the, we missed some weeks, not just cause you were not feeling good, Josh. Like you remember the one week we just decided to take off and then, the next week I went to Cincinnati to be with my team in person, which was awesome. Um, and then we, you weren't feeling good. So we missed one, but all that to say, like, 
I realized the the level of like uh, trust and and like relationship I could build with my team over even just a few short days in person. Like, man, it dwarfed mm. the level of relationship we've had through phone calls and Zoom um, mm. in the time since I joined in the last five months, you know? Um, and it was just like, wow, I really needed that. Uh, not that they're my best friends, you know, or like the closest people in my life necessarily, but they're people who I spend a lot of time working with. So mm. knowing them, trusting them, having having good relationships matters a lot. And how much more so for mm. our friendships, you know, um, like it, it just matters a lot to have time with people that that you love and who love Jesus and love you in that order. Um, yeah, we're not meant to do this thing alone. And I think maybe on this side of COVID, even though it's still a thing, you know, uh, in our culture, um, we just maybe are realizing how much we need other people um, more and more for the first time. I think too. I think too, we're also, I think society's realizing how bad they are at relationships. Hmm. I think oftentimes like you have relationship with people and, and they relatively, they feel like relatively deep relationships with people because you're forced to see them. So they could be coworkers. They could be in your, your church, small group. They can be in, yeah. whatever. but you just, you see them because you're, you're forced to see them. And I don't say force in the sense yeah. of like someone has a gun to your head, but like you see them because they happen to just show up in, in your day life. Well, when all those things get shut down, um, like you really start to see where relationships really live and where they don't live and whether you're good at them or you're not good at them. Like I have mm -hmm. a lot of conversations with people of like, you know, I just don't have any really good friends. And you're like, well, do you pursue people? Like it's not on them pursuing you. That's not how you make friendships, dude um, mm -hmm. or lady. <clears throat> like you've got to be good at relationship and be good at relationship. You got to pursue people. Um, like yeah. that's just the reality of it. Um, you're like, well, what if they don't pursue me back? Then don't be friends with them. I don't know what to tell you. Um, if it's a relationship <laughs> that matters to you, pursue them, can keep pursuing them. If it doesn't matter to you, right. yeah, I guess let it go to the wayside. But um, like, I, I think that's another piece too that people are starting to see is like, oh, I just, I'm actually just really bad at relationship. I'm just a bad mm. friend mm -hmm. um, because mm. I don't pursue, don't check in on, um, yeah. don't, you know, find time to, to hang out with or spend time with these you know individuals i just mm -hmm. think it's naturally going to happen because we see each other in the same space but the second you remove that space it's like co-workers right like you have you're really good friends with all these co-workers you spend a lot of time together mm -hmm. um even outside of work and then you leave that company you never talk to them again like it's that kind of thing of like yeah they were friends because they were convenient <laughs> Mm. <laughs> they were like really friends mm -hmm. that were going to be friends forever because I never actually invested any significant energy into it. They were just convenient and there. So it was yeah. easy. You're like, yeah. yeah, let's go to lunch or yeah, let's go get beers after work because they were there. It was easy. Right. Uh, right. When you remove all those things, you have to be, you have to become really intentional at yeah. fostering a relationship with people. Just like we have to be intentional of fostering a relationship with Jesus. Like it doesn't, yeah. it's not going to come by accident or just, you know, happenstance. Um, right. And I think oftentimes people just going to church, Mm -hmm. You know, that's all you're doing is you go to church once a week or, you know, some weeks um, yeah. and, you know, you, you serve during, you know, big events, but other mm -hmm. than that, so you feel like you're close to Jesus and then shit hits the fan and you realize, oh, I don't, I don't actually know how to talk to Jesus. I don't actually know how to foster mm -hmm. relationship with yeah. Jesus or, you know, the government shuts down all churches for COVID yeah. and you're like, well, I don't know how to do this because I'm not in church. Mm -hmm. Um, like it's, you've got to be intentional about fostering relationship with Jesus. You got to be intentional yeah. about fostering relationship with people. Mm -hmm. uh, 
And I know it's awkward and weird and hard and you're wor- worried you're going to get rejected and all those feelings of middle school come back. Mm-hmm. Um, just remember you're not in middle school no more. It don't matter. People aren't <laughs> like that. If you ask them <laughs> to hang out, they're going to tell you yes. Uh, you ask them to coffee 90% of the time, if it's their schedule, they're yes. going to tell you yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not going to be this weird thing. Uh, right. It gets creative. But, <laughs> right. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. Any, any last thoughts school. on hope, Andrew, before we... Dude, we, die, we we tie a bow on all this. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where we're going after this, but uh, it it probably won't be like the anti hope series. I don't think. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, that, but that's a good reminder, man. Just it, that I know you're joking, but but you're not like that. We're not in middle school anymore. You know, like I think everybody wants friends. Everybody wants people that, that they want to spend time with and who want to spend time with them. Um, and, and I think if you're a follower of Christ, like we have a unique opportunity to like live out our, our real relationship with the Lord by being great friends to people in our life. And I don't mean Mm -hmm. like manipulating people into conversations about the Lord. Like that's not what I mean at all. I mean, being genuine, good friends to those who are around us, even if it's because they're just around us with proximity with our job or whatever. Um, Be great people to the people in your life. And when they ask about why be ready to give an account for it, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm actually not a great person. Like I actually have to work really hard for this, but by the grace of God, here's where I'm at, you know, Um, a real answer uh, and a real but the, but those chances only come out, the chance to spread hope only come out when you're actually living in a place of hope. And when you're, when you're, tr- when you're putting in the daily effort to like cultivate that more and more in your own life in a real relationship with the Lord, that's when the opportunities to start sharing about it come, you know, you don't want to just memorize like 40 Bible mm-hmm. verses so that you're ready to fight down any argument. Like, no, go and read your Bible, spend time praying, spend time with the Lord in all the ways we've talked about. Um, but then go live out all the things you can live out uh, that you find in, the, in God's word and that that the Lord impresses on you. You know, live in hope so that you can spread hope. Um, that's all I got, man. That's, good. that's all I got. I know I'm a few minutes past the time I said I need to go, but yeah, man, I hope this has been helpful. I, I, I feel hopeful um, <laughs> as a result of this. So, yeah, man, thanks for doing it. Nice. All right. Hey, as always, thanks for listening. We hope that uh, we were some kind of help to you. Andrew, it's good to see those bright blue eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Good to see you, my friend. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.